0: Welcome to Testify It, where we are sharing the love of Christ and building people up through testimonies and teaching. Our passion is to share how God is working in people's lives today. In this series of testimonies, we are working in partnership with Simplicity Boutique, a mission-driven boutique located in Murraysville, Pennsylvania, offering goods that support sustainability to vulnerable people around the world. My name is Christopher Wagner and I am so excited to be sitting here with my sister Stephanie Briggs who is both a board member at Testify It and also started Simplicity Boutique which is a women's boutique in Murraysville, Pennsylvania that does purchase for a purpose. Welcome Stephanie.
1: Thanks so much for having me.
0: I wanted to, uh, to start out, maybe you could start out telling us about your childhood and how you grew up.
1: Absolutely. Um, I grew up in Murraysville, Pennsylvania, right outside of Pittsburgh, and I had a great childhood growing up. Two wonderful, loving parents and also a great younger brother. Um, We grew up Catholic, Italian and Irish side families uh, who both grew up Catholic as well. Had a great childhood. we always to have went on great vacations and um, spent a lot of time together with uh, our extended family as well. Um, I also remember going to church every Sunday. I felt like I knew God and had a relationship with God. I remember praying um, every night before I went to bed, um, but I never really felt like I had a relationship with Jesus. And I don't really feel like um, I read the Bible. I didn't really understand it. And I think that now looking back, um, as a Christian, I was definitely searching for that. Um, And I think that... Throughout life, um, I, you know, I enjoyed school. I was an athlete. I loved hanging out with friends, um, but I think that I was probably always searching a little bit uh, for that relationship with Jesus, and it continued, you know, through high school and always kind of wanting to be the life of the party and always felt like I needed to say yes to everything and um, always surround myself with a lot of people um, and not always the best decisions that I made, um, but all along, you know, still continuing to go to church and be a good student in school um, and that continued as I went on into college. I ended up going to the University of Delaware and actually studying fashion merchandising and had a lot of fun there, probably a little bit too much fun. Um, and I think that that's when I really had started to pull away from God. I felt like... You know, there were times when he was still there, but I didn't have a relationship. Um, I wasn't going to church. I wasn't in small groups or Bible studies. I was not surrounding myself by other people that were lifting me up in that way. And the partying and um, just the college life kind of continued. At times, I had a lot of consequences that came with that, um, some decisions that weren't made well or trouble that I would get into, and now looking back, I feel that that was probably God um, trying to help me out of some of those situations. I graduated from Delaware. um, And I actually, in the meantime, had lived down at the beach in the summers. And I had met uh, David, who is now my husband. And um, after graduation, I actually moved to Baltimore with David. That's where he was working. He was a year older. And kind of started to flounder at that point. Um, I graduated, I was on the four and a half year plan at Delaware, and I graduated the December after 9-11. I had planned to move to New York City um, with my major being in fashion, and I could not find a job. So I had decided to move to Baltimore where David was. At that point, I, you know, was working multiple jobs babysitting and I was working at Nordstrom and just kind of trying to make ends meet. Um, David and I had moved in together at that point. Um, we just sort of didn't really know where things were going and what we were doing and um, didn't have a strong direction with things and um, continued to party uh, pretty much every weekend. Didn't really know exactly uh, what our mission was and what we were being called to do. Um, We moved to Philadelphia. I ended up going back to school to get my master's in education. And at that point, um, right before I graduated, David had accepted a job in Annapolis, Maryland and so we uh, decided to move down there for his job. He actually asked me to marry him on Christmas Eve um, of that year. Right after Christmas we moved down to Annapolis and I was still looking for a job Um, so I ended up substitute teaching because I then had the degree in education and by that summer we I uh, got married July 2005, and then I accepted a full-time job down in Annapolis, and we still um, were having a great time, David and I, um, a lot of our friends from college lived in the area, and we were close to the beach where we had met, and um, so we still had a lot of fun, um, <laughs> even though we were a married couple at that point. we. Uh, still got together a lot with our friends and we were still partying and we kinda came to a point where um, we had decided that it was time uh, to start a family. We ended up finding out that we were expecting our first child about a year after we were married. We had decided that it might be a good idea to move uh, closer to family. And so we had decided to make the move back to Pittsburgh. Living in an area where we were with all of our college friends, and we had just continued that lifestyle, and I think David and I were both searching for a change. It was a little bit of a hard transition for myself because I went from working to then staying home, having our first child, staying home with a baby, and um, I think a lot of emotions and different things came with that because I kind of struggled a little bit with who am I now, you know, I was this person all these years, and now I stay home every day with a baby, (laughs) Um, so it was a little challenging, um, but I think I needed to go through that transition because it definitely pushed me for the next chapter of my life and it was definitely God's way of preparing me that okay, enough is enough, it, it's time for you you know, to seek me out. And uh, so David had grown up Episcopalian, and I had obviously grown up Catholic. And so we decided to visit a bunch of churches all throughout Pittsburgh, and like all throughout. I mean, we were driving sometimes an hour (laughs) to go to a service. Um, So all throughout our area and all over Pittsburgh. And um, we ended up going to a non-denominational church right down the road from where we lived and I actually went for the first time by myself and we had visited a couple other non-denominational churches and um, the music was very different than what we were used to and David had a little bit of a harder time with it Um, so I said I'm just gonna go try this church and it was a Saturday evening service and I walked in and the music was just so powerful And then um, that evening, the pastor was talking about no matter what you had gone through, it didn't matter. You know, God forgave anybody for anything that they've ever done, and all He wanted was a relationship with you. And he said, "I always felt like it had to be this, you know, huge, profound moment of conversion." And you know, you hear all these such powerful stories, and um, he said it it can be and that happens for a lot of people but he said it's also as simple as closing your eyes right now and saying i accept jesus to be my lord and savior and you know please forgive me for all of my sins and ask him to be your lord and savior and the holy spirit to live in your heart and i did that and it was that instant it just felt like a weight was lifted off of me i felt that The presence of the Holy Spirit was there. It was almost like my eyes were opened. And I also felt very calm. I always struggled with the do's and the don'ts in the routine. And I felt like that was always maybe possibly what was holding me back. And I think I needed someone. And it ended up being this pastor to just say that anything is okay. And this is all you need to do. It doesn't matter If you, you know, if you've gone to confession or you've done this or you've done that, like, God is going to love you no matter what. And it's as simple as asking Jesus to be your Lord and Savior. And so... You mean um, you didn't
0: follow 17 steps to get there?
1: (laughs) I did not. Are you sure you did it right? (laughs) Believe me, I questioned it at times. (laughs) And my son will even say um, sometimes that he will ask Jesus into his heart over and over again, because he just wants to make sure that it worked. <laughs> like, he said, "Is it, maybe he didn't hear me the first time, so I'm going to ask him again. I said, no, he knows the first time. Um, but, yeah, so something that's always stuck with me is Ephesians 2, 8 to 9. For it is by grace you have been saved, through faith, and this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. And I do truly believe that I was saved by the grace of God. Um, I Another scripture I really like is Matthew twenty two thirty seven. Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. Um, and I try to live by that every day. Um, and I, I do believe that if we ask Jesus into our hearts and we live by that every day, um, that he is always with us. There were so many things that could have happened, you, you know, growing up, or by the choices that I made, or bad decisions that I made. And um, you would see things on the news about, you know, a girl that went missing, and you know, on spring break, and that just went missing, and they never found her, and, and what happened. And you know, I think of things like that, and. Um, I, the devastation I can't imagine, and so I think of that like save, being saved by grace and that that's the only reason that I'm here today in a lot of those situations that could have occurred by the decisions that I made.
0: So not just your eternal salvation that you're talking about right. in accepting Him and receiving Christ, but in uh, in everything that led up to there, that there was grace all through your life, mm-hmm. even through decisions you made that weren't of Him.
1: Right. Absolutely, that's how I feel. Like both in in both aspects on both sides, I felt from then on that my life just completely changed. Um, Everything, I don't know, decisions and the way I looked at things. Everything became easier, became more simple. And I'm not saying that always it's always easy being a Christian because it's not. But um, I just I felt like my eyes just were really opened. My husband and I, David, had um, a son, another son, Owen. Well, the first one was Jacob. <laughs> I don't know if I had said that um, was a boy, Jacob. And then three years later, we had another son, Owen. And then three years after that, we had a little girl, Malena. And so I do believe um, that right now, I am building the kingdom by raising my children in a Christian home and teaching them how Jesus sees them and the correct decisions to make and how um, that they can be a light. You know, we send our kids uh, to public school. I tell them every day we pray on the way to school before I drop them off and to remind them to be a light in others' lives. Um, There's a wide diversity that they go to school with of you know different backgrounds and beliefs. And so I do believe that each and every interaction that they have is building the kingdom and but i also feel that there was more of a calling than um just raising my children and i felt like i could build the kingdom uh along the way in regards to other ways too and so i felt the calling kept getting stronger and stronger um and i kept kind of putting it off and Kind of ignoring the Holy Spirit at times and saying, "Oh, it's okay. No, life is too busy, or too crazy." Or um, and then I felt the tug harder, so I started to get involved. Um, well, we ended up joining that church, and uh, my husband and I had gone there for seven years, and the kids grew up going to children's ministry. And I started teaching at church. And so that was my first, how I started to get involved to begin with. And then after that, um, I felt the tug a little harder. (laughs) Um, So we started to get involved with some local ministries, uh, like Testify It and Fellowship of Christian Athletes. And then um, I continued to feel the tug and I felt that I was being led internationally. Um, And so I ended up meeting an organization called Help One Now. And I had read a couple books uh, by Jen Hatmaker and kind of really opened my eyes in some ways. Um, And she was involved with this organization. So I contacted them and then I ended up about a year later getting a phone call from them and saying, like we had been in touch throughout the year and we were kind of doing certain things, um, helping raising some money. And, and then they had contacted me and asked if I wanted to go on a trip to uh, South Africa. It was called an advocacy trip. Um, So they were taking a team to Pretoria, South Africa, and they um, were teaching us about what was going on in the Hammanskral area there. And so that was my first experience. Um, I traveled (laughs) a day and a half to South Africa, and I was away for 10 days, and that was the longest I had ever been away from my kids. And a whole team of people helped um, to make it happen, and it was a wonderful experience. And I came back and I felt like my life was changed again. Um, and I felt that when I came back, it was Deuteronomy 4.9 that was speaking to me, to so only be careful and watch yourselves closely so that you don't forget the things your eyes have seen or let them fade from your heart as long as you live. Teach them to your children and to their children after them. I felt that this was just another way um, whether it was locally or throughout the United States or internationally no matter what you feel like your calling is um, to just get involved and to teach your children to get involved whether that's um, going down and handing out blankets and coats on the streets in your city in the winter, or that's you know helping serve at a soup kitchen, or it is you know traveling overseas um, to see other areas and what um, different cultures are like and what their struggles are. Um, we are beyond blessed in the United States, and I know that we all have our struggles and we all get frustrated with things, but. When you travel to different areas, even throughout the United States, um, but you you see different things and your eyes are opened. And I felt very strongly that I always wanted my children to have an understanding and appreciation for how fortunate they are, how lucky that they are that God had, has put them where they are. and also at the same time that how you can go and visit someone and they have nothing, and they still love jesus and that's all that truly matters it doesn't matter if you have an ipad it doesn't matter if you you know have a nice house it doesn't matter all these other things that as long as you have jesus um you're, everything is fine and so i ended up taking another trip with worldwide village to haiti kind of ex- the same type of experience and um really eye-opening and just knew that this was, this is what I want to continue to do, to experience different areas throughout the world, um, come back, be an advocate for areas, um, for things that, that people need. I feel that this is truly my calling. And in the meantime, while I was experiencing these trips and I started to feel that I could possibly use what I had learned before in the fashion industry when I went to Delaware. And I had always wanted to own a boutique. Um, And I started to put the ideas together that when I traveled to these other areas, uh, there are incredible artisans around the world. Um, Women making beaded earrings and leather sandals and um, men making leather handbags or metal pieces or woodworking. So I started to put the ideas together and started doing some research and found out that there are many lines out there that organizations, companies that are working internationally and domestically to help men and women out of poverty or human trafficking um, or difficult abusive relationships and they are becoming artisans. They're teaching them to sew. They're teaching them to do beadwork and and make leather products. And so there were, it was amazing, I mean, how many are already partnering. And so I thought, well, why not open a store that carries all of those kind of lines? Um, People are going to buy gifts. People are going to, women are always going to buy clothes and jewelry. So why not bring it all to one place, and um, be a a purchase-for-a-purpose store so that every single purchase is um, used for good. And so not only are the products giving back, but also as a boutique, we are run as a ministry, and we are giving back. Um, The idea of simplicity was born. I ended up naming it simplicity from 2 Corinthians 1.12, For our boast is this, the testimony of our conscience, that we behaved in the world with simplicity and godly sincerity, not by earthly wisdom, but by the grace of God. And I felt like that took the love of my saying of grace of God with simplicity. I believe that Jesus wants us to live simply. Um, I also believe that we crave simplicity. And I also believe that doing good is simple. So that's where the word came from. And we are a mission-driven boutique offering goods that support sustainability to vulnerable people around the world. Uh, So that's our mission statement. We carry a variety of lines, um, Imagine Goods and Haiti Design Company, Nelson Sandals, Change Jewelry, uh, Sparrow Studio, many, many lines that are giving back. And we feel honored and blessed to be able to carry them. And we also feel honored and blessed every month to be able to partner with a different ministry or organization that at the end of the month we're able to tithe and make a donation to them. We also feel that that is um, part of what our calling is to build the kingdom, that this organization and ministry um, is gets the word out throughout that whole month, whether it's through pamphlets that we put in people's bags, or it's on our website or newsletter, and so we feel that that is our calling, and uh, we hope that we're continuing to spread the word to build the kingdom. So that kind of brings me to where I am now, um, and with Running Simplicity, and we have a great team here, and we continue to keep our focus on God. Um, We don't hide the fact that we're a Christian store. And we hope that people feel, whenever they come in here, they, multiple people have said they feel the presence of the Holy Spirit, that couldn't, there's nothing that could be more of a compliment to us. Um, and we also continue to, to pray with people as they come in on a daily basis. Um, we have you know a prayer wall uh, where people we want people to feel comfortable coming in and we also want them to know that every single one of their purchases are going to a good cause Um, we give information on every single purchase um, who the artisan was that made it a little background on their story so that's kind of what sums up simplicity I asked, you know, I prayed for God to kind of push me in a direction of where He wanted me to go, and I feel like um, He gave me a good push, <laughs> so um, it's finding that balance now, you know, between family and running the store, and um, but we know that every single part of it is such a blessing. My goal, in it eventually, is after the kids graduate, um, I would like to become a missionary, which I met someone the other day who called it a field worker, and I think... That's an amazing term to use in one of God's field workers. Whenever I meet him someday in heaven, that he says, Well done, good and faithful servant. Matthew
0: 25.23. Thank you for listening today. I hope you were truly blessed. If you want more information about Testify It, please visit us at testifyit.com. That is T-E-S-T-I-F-Y-I-T.com. If you want more information about Simplicity Boutique, you can contact them at www.simplicity.boutique. Do you have a testimony to share? We would love to hear from you. Just go to testifycom and fill out the testimony form. You can find it at the bottom of any page on the site. If you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ and truly want one, call out to Him today. Decide to give over your life surrendering it to him and choose to follow him. He has already paid the price for your sins with his death on the cross. He was raised on the third day and will give you everlasting life with him. You will be born again and he will place his Holy Spirit within you. Until next time, remember you are loved by God and he deeply desires a relationship with you.